Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is the only thing stopping Josh Allen right now? Josh Allen? The Bills' defense has been really good, but can they actually be elite? And how could Taylor Heineke be a problem in Buffalo on Sunday? That's all coming up on this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus Podcast. Welcome back to the Buffalo Plus Podcast. Mike Catalana, Dan Fates, I'm Jenna Cottrell. Getting you ready as the Bills take on Washington at home in week three. Josh Allen, the Bills coming off a 35-0 win over the Dolphins. Look, the Bills offense scored 35 points on Sunday in week two, but Mike, Josh Allen just hasn't looked like Josh Allen. Well, I think that's the biggest thing. And look, Josh has admitted it too, right? It's not like everybody is blind to this. Mm-hmm. He's established himself as a really good to great quarterback in the league last year. And he has not looked like that guy. And uh, I think he's aware. I think the whole team's aware. Now, it's nice to have that problem when you score 35 points and shut out a division opponent on the road. Yeah. So you can say it's nitpicking, but he didn't look great in the Pittsburgh game either. I think it's there. I think he'll get it figured out. But Dan, I would say uh, go for a little less to make it more. I think he needs to take what's in front of him first yeah. and then take what he wants. Yeah, I think we, we had kind of talked about this off air and kind of kicking around the idea. And I was talking about it with you guys last night. And Mike kind of talked to me out of it, this analogy of what Trent Dilfer had said, and he's a former Super Bowl winning quarterback. And he was on Ryan Rosillo's podcast before. And going back to 2019, we had this discussion about how quarterbacks can be butchers or surgeons. And it's the, it's the comparison that they can both give you something. They both are, are a job. They both use sharp objects. One saves your life. One gives you a pastrami sandwich. And obviously the surgeons are the Drew Breeses, the Aaron Rodgers, the Peyton Mannings, the Tom Brady's. The butchers are more of the Cam Newton-like players where – all flash, it's it's exciting, it's sizzle, and at the end of the day, like you said, you get a deli sandwich. But now that some of the comparisons now, and, and you look at it more, and, and Mike, I love what you said there, just about taking what's in front of them. And Trent Dilfer made a comparison about how being an NFL quarterback is a lot like being a golfer and having patience. And maybe Josh is having too much patience and not trusting what he's seeing, but it goes back to like, like what you're saying is that when, we, when the three of us go golfing and we're we're in the, the rough behind a tree and it's like, hey, you know, I think I can hit my four iron low stinger over this tree branch under this and I'll run it up on the green. It's a shot I've never hit. I will <laughs> never hit it. I've never practiced it. But when in reality, as an NFL quarterback, you should probably take the pitching wedge, chip it out sideways, almost backwards into the fairway, hope for a par. Worst case scenario, you take a bogey. I think that's what Josh is doing now. And Trent Dilfer said that 40% of being an NFL quarterback is boring. Yeah. Josh right now is a little boring. Yeah. And it's, I think that's something that, that we're struggling with yeah. because he was so exciting last year. I, I would say, I don't think that's the case. I think 
90% of what you just said, I agree with. It's the boring part. I think he needs to be more boring. And in this case, watched Aaron Rodgers, watch him from Monday night when they played Detroit. Detroit was giving him the short stuff and, and he just took it. He took it. He took it. He took it. And then he attacked. And then he went downfield. And then he destroyed them in the second mm-hmm. half of that game. But by doing those things, they were still moving the ball. They yeah. were still scoring. But Josh is seeing, you know, Diggs is breaking open. Beasley's breaking open early. And, he, and he's not really saying, let me just take the six yards and go. Let me just do that. It's almost like yeah. he's so eager to do yeah. the bigger thing. And I think we'll see that this week. I really do believe with the pass rush of Washington, and I know we're going to get into that, but with that case, I think you'll see Allen say, get it out of my hands. Let's let these guys run after the catch a little bit. And then when the time comes, I'm going to beat them down the field and make a play. I don't think we've seen that out of Josh. No, I agree. I feel like we've seen an unsettled Josh. That's a great point, Jetta. Like, I just think he's been – almost thinking about things too much. Like last year went so well and it was, it was almost automatic. He hit his groove, all that. And he hasn't been able to really do that yet. We've seen him make some throws, but obviously there's, there's those throws that he wants back or those missed opportunities or like the timings just off. I think he's so much in his own head. I agree. And you guys laughed at me when I said, if I were Josh Allen and got that, I'm like, I know the pressure is on this season because as an athlete, as a competitor, he just got paid a quarter of a billion dollars. The bar is set so high. I think it's normal for him to be in his head, but I would, I would, I would feel the exact same way. Yeah. Well, and- I, I just, Jenna, I just texted corporate and they're going to try it with you. They're going to give you a quarter <laughs> of a billion dollars and we're going to say, will you be willing to try that? I will be willing to try that. I will, I will, you know, I will volunteer well, for that. I agree with Jen. I agree with one of Jenna's points and I disagree with another. The, the point I agree with is that he's in his own head yeah. and I'll make another golf analogy. Jenna, when, oh. when we go, when we go to the range yeah. or we go on the course of the three of us play golf yeah. and Mike gives you a comment on yeah. every single <laughs> shot and he says, <laughs> Okay, now now think about this, and now think about that, and think about this, and that. It sometimes it's like, Jenna, just hit the ball, just just, just <laughs> swing the club. Now, hold on, that is unfair ball. of the way I help coach Jenna. I try to give her a simple thing, <laughs> yeah, like hit the ball. Yeah. Um, okay. You no, do. I you're mean, a great coach, but you'll be like, keep your head down, loosen your grip, like all. Like, look, if you if anyone golfs, they know that there's eight million things to keep. And that's down. and that's why I agree with your point, Jenna. That he looks like it. He looks yeah. like a golfer that, in the middle of his swing, is thinking about his swing. Correct. And, and that, like, he he doesn't seem as decisive. And yeah. I've seen it a couple times where it's almost like sure. the throw to digs and the crossing route in the third quarter. Like, drive that ball. I want to see him push that ball down the field. Instead, he's like, all right, I, I'm going to try and put some touch under this and then Diggs can run or anything. It's like, Josh, do what you do best. And he just seems a little timid. And I, that's why I agree with Jenna's point. Yeah. And Mike, I know you, you're dying to say something. Well, all I'm saying is we're also not giving enough credit to the opponents in a certain sense. Agreed. They've yeah. seen a lot of this out of Josh mm-hmm. and Brian Dable and the offense. Yeah. And they're basically saying, you want to talk about patience? Look at what Mahomes and the Chiefs did to the Bills last year. Where they were like, oh, really? This is the way you're going to play us? Well, Mahomes wasn't worried about proving anything. Yeah. He's getting the ball off. He's waiting in the pocket. Da, da, da. I'm going to run for a first down. And they just sort of, 
you know, thousand paper cuts yeah. bills yeah. up in that game. Now they're not going to do that every week, but you want to give me that? I'll take that. And I do think Josh has record. It's only two games, but I yeah. think he's recognized that. I think he's recognized that he's not doing that. And if he does that, it's going to open that field up. And you're yeah. going to see, and I think we may see some of it Sunday, where he starts taking that, taking it, taking it. Go ahead and adjust, Washington. And yeah. then he's going to start dictating to the Washington football team. And yeah. that's it. To be decisive. I, I, that's what I, that's what I'm lacking. And like I think that's yeah, the I, Alan and I both struggle with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, should I send this tweet? Guys, what do you think about this tweet? What do you think about this? But th- that's what I'm talking about. We're like, you're talking about a golfer that's like in the middle of his swing. And again, I, I like when Dilfer makes those comparisons to golf or, or like I'll try and make a, a baseball comparison. Yeah. I've never played quarterback in the NFL. But we've all sat over, we've all stood over a golf ball, or a lot of us have stood over a golf ball and been like, okay, do I go with the seven iron or the eight iron? Or do I, you know, do I try and hit a soft eight or a, you know, all these things when it's like, Josh, just hit the ball. Yeah. Like, like, like don't think your footwork, your arms, trust what you're seeing because he's, it just doesn't seem like that, that's where we're at. Yeah. You're right. And he's done it already at the highest level. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It's not like, you're hoping this guy becomes like we were thinking of at the beginning of last year. Yeah. Right. He's already done it. He's going to do it again. He is yeah. going to break yes. out. I am not panicked about Josh Allen. I have been inundated with people coming up to me. Occasionally they do ask me questions about the bills uh, saying, you just talk to them. Is yeah. Josh okay. Is, is, should I be worried about Josh Allen? And I said, I said it on the air at 13 last night. I said, just relax. I said, because that's exactly what, Jenna, you added in your story. That's exactly what Josh was saying. I think he recognizes this. A big part of fixing his problem is recognizing that there is one. I know a lot of fans don't want to hear anything. Oh, there's no problem. No, no. He's got a bit of an issue right now that is very correctable with his skill set, his coaching, the team around him. But he has to recognize it and say, take what's there and then go from that point. And we got to talk with Josh after practice on Wednesday and Kim Jones and the NFL network asked like, do you ever think maybe you shouldn't be so hard on yourself? Because Josh has, has always been his toughest critic. He's always said that he has always been post game, like no, a win, a loss. Josh always wears it on his shoulders. And when she asked that, he kind of like Dan and I were there and he like kind of laughed a little bit and smiled yeah. like, Yeah. Like maybe that is the case. And he said, it's just, you know, I, I just want it so badly. And I, I get that. Yeah. But no, I think, I, yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think that was the case. But the other day when I asked Dayball the same yeah. question and he gave a great answer, it's right here on the Buffalo plus YouTube channel. Yeah. And he actually gave us a little insight, which isn't like Dave's during the season yeah. when he said, you know, I was just talking to him upstairs and there's Josh with that. What was the word he used? Not to spot. Was it despondent? Yeah. He said despondent. But he said, he said, I'm not going to say despondent. Yes. You got tweeted that he said that and you had to hear the way he phrased it, but look like, oh man, I should have done this. I should have done that. And he's like, Hey, we're going to make mistakes. Like live with it a little bit. It will free him up to be that way. I think that's one of his best and like worst qualities is he yeah. is so hard on himself. And Which is not a bad thing for your franchise quarterback to be, but at the same point when he's so in his own head, yeah. I think that's where you see that. And Jenna, that's why I I, I don't I don't know how much pressure is contract based. 
And I mean that just from the sense of like, I think he was hard on himself probably at Wyoming and probably when yeah. he was, you know, just being a, the seventh overall pick and, and becoming that franchise guy. I mean, he had said it before last season. I wanted to prove to them that they didn't make a mistake by drafting me. Like, I yeah. think he is always in his head trying to prove himself that, man, I, I need, he said it. I need to make, I want to make every throw. Yeah. I want to yeah. make every play. And then again, even though he's the youngest quarterback in this division. Oldest. Yeah. Oldest. He still is young. And, and yeah. you know, he says it and he goes, the best quarterbacks can, can forget things mm-hmm. and, and move on to the next play, good and bad. And I think he's still trying to get there. Yeah. Two things I want to add to that real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Allen, all those times people have doubted him. Correct. This is the first time he is coming into a season where it's not that the doubt was 100% gone, but you were a star and you got paid. It mm-hmm. is a different dynamic. He's mm-hmm. still trying to prove, but now he's trying to prove he's worthy of the praise a little bit. Again, I don't think it's crushing him, but a little bit of that. That's a hundred. I complete. It's a different set of pressure because the pressure is not, Hey, you doubted me. It's, Hey, can I live up to this? Yes. And Josh has moved that goalpost back considerably because of the way he played last season. So it's not that I don't think, I think that pressure is a different type of pressure. Like what? Yes. And the other part I want to say is, and I don't want to bring up CW because it's, it's sort of a third rail of quarterbacks in terms of guys getting paid. You know who I'm talking about, getting paid, and then mm-hmm. he plays yeah. in Indiana. Don't even say it. Don't even say his name. You don't want to say it because that yeah. is the cautionary tale about paying a guy early. But that guy's issue was he didn't take to coaching. He still doesn't take yeah. to criticism, right? Mm-hmm. He still has this odd – look, you want confidence, but he has this odd shell he puts around himself like, I got it. And I think Josh is sometimes too aware of his flaws. Yeah. And it's like, dude, relax. You are a great player. Yeah. You have great players around you. And Jenna, who did he say helps him snap out of it a little bit? Stefan Diggs. Yeah. That was literally, you know, Kim Jones called up and asked, who in the huddle can help get to you when you're in that spot? And he goes, 14. And look, I mean – just to have someone that's aware of that, I think is huge. And to someone that can pull him out of that, because let's be real. I mean, there's, that's a, that's a moment that we don't know being in the huddle of at an NFL game, calling the plays, having things not go your way, but to have that connection with someone who can help bring you along and get you out of that. I think that's huge. And obviously the talent that Stefan Diggs brings in general. I mean, it's hard to ask for more, Dan. This is a great start to the pod. I think this is the best pod we've ever done. I'm just going to go out and limb there. Like, comment, and subscribe. I'm just saying. We got golf analogies. We got Stefan Diggs Hype Club. We fixed Josh Allen. I mean, we pretty much fixed Josh Allen. Um, and Someone I think said this to him. Yeah. Uh, hey, hold on. And I also got Jenna a slight raise to $250 million. Yeah, I know. So, I volunteer. This is awkward. <laughs> Dan, it, huh? I will not be paying you anything. So this is uncomfortable. <laughs> Dan, you brought this up. This is on you. All right. Well, we talked about the offense and Josh Allen. Let's get into the Bills defense because they have been playing, I mean, a shutout in the NFL. Uh, Sean McDermott's first shutout against the Dolphins uh, in his time in head coaching the Bills. Mike, I mean, it's early. I understand that. But 
we've seen so much of this defense over the years. There's so many pieces. There's so much of that continuity, but this year just, it just seems different. Yeah. Uh, let's start with this. Let's give Leslie Frazier some big yeah. credit. Brian yeah. Dable's gotten a lot of credit over the last few years. I think Frazier is just, you know, sometimes you think Leslie's a little bit of an older guy and whatever it is. Somebody should have made him a head coach again. Yeah. He had that experience before with Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I think he would be a great influence on a team that needs that type of guy. Yeah. Uh, he, he understands these players. He's adjusted. You know, this guy played for the Super Bowl shuffle, 85 Bears, right? Think mm-hmm. about that. That's when he played. Think of how different the game is now. And he's adjusted to it. I thought he called a great game. But to your point about this defense, what is different is they've had that talent in the secondary. Mm-hmm. They have talent at linebacker. Uh, but they haven't gotten the production out of the D-line. It's only two games in, yeah. and certainly the second game more so. But, man, we see it. That's a key to being a good defense. you got to get pressure. And the more you can get, they started out with the blitz, and then the D-line took over. The more you can get with that defensive line, the better your defense can be. And they, they are hoping that you know Rousseau and Epinesa are both the present and the future of the yeah. pass rushers from the outside. Yeah, Mike, we talked about it after when I was still down in Miami, just saying that Rousseau's going to get the credit for the two sacks, but but Epinesa was just the monster, had nine quarterback pressures uh, last week against Miami. And then Jen and I actually got to sit down with A.J. Epinesa yesterday. A story will be coming out soon on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. Uh, but he was the first one, and pretty candid, you, you don't really hear a lot of A.J. Epinesa. Even McDermott kind of said he doesn't really know his personality yet. And then we talked to A.J. He's got a fun personality. Like, he's yeah, a he he's a, he's a he's a kid still. Like, he says he's like, I'm still one of the young guys. Like, we got the old heads like Jerry and Mario, and he's like, I'm I'm just one of the kids. But the first thing he said is, he goes, how important are sacks? Is one of the questions that Jenna asked him, and he was like, they win games. And they were like, well, what about pressures? And he goes, they lead to sacks. And then it's like, which leads to wins. So it's like, oh, okay, yeah, like this, this is really good. And Mike, to your point too, to have the cojones that Leslie Frazier has to just blitz the lights out of the Dolphins yeah. was something I've never seen before. It's what? because they don't have any respect for Tua. Okay, but that's besides the point because yeah. they, they didn't need to, but they did. Taron Johnson, Micah Hyde with, yeah. with sacks in the opening drive. Mike, Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott are not known for blitzing teams. And when coaches look at what trends are, there's no way Miami saw that coming. There's no way. But they ain't doing that against Mahomes and Brady. They're just not. They did it against Tua because he stinks. He stinks. And they know he stinks. And they know he wasn't going to react. And Epinesa knocked him out of the game with one of those hits that wasn't a sack. No, but I agree. That's also the kind of thing. I'll tell you what, though. You do that to Brady, you catch him once. Shoot. They could have done it all day with Tua. So they yeah. knocked him out of a game. But that's coaching. That's, that's recognizing we haven't they- done that and doing it and then opening up. So to make it go back to, to go back to what we said about Josh, take what's there, which is taking something that isn't necessarily what you think your strength is, using it, and then it sets up the rest of it. Those well, blitzes set up the rest of the game, which was just, hey, defensive lines in the huddle going, hey, guys, let's all meet at the quarterback, which is what they did in that game, and they just destroyed a bad Dolphins offensive line. But what I'm talking about is bucking the trend. The the, the fact of 
Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier are not known to be a blitzing defense. And we've asked them at times before. You guys have struggled to get pressure. Have you thought about blitzing more? And Well, you know, we uh, take it one game at a time and re review the film. I've never seen that many. Trey White blitzed like four times. Like, like, like it was things that we have not seen where this defense, he talked about the continuity. Jenna, we asked Poyer about it yesterday, how important that continuity is. I'm like, yeah. well, we all got each other's backs. And yes, Mike, I agree. Two is not very good. But to come in, they could have blitzed two guys and probably gotten pressure on Tua and eventually knocked him out of the game. But it was the fact that they threw something at Miami that I guarantee they weren't expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on the sideline, when Poyer and the guys were doing rock, paper, scissors, uh, they were also on the sideline saying, can I blitz next? Because it was like, let me get a chance because yeah. of Miami. Yeah. But that's what good coaching does. They could have come out with a similar game plan. Let's see if and we probably still won. Yeah. Still won the game. But that was impressive. And that's why I say, I think Frazier has done that. I think the defense was good against Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know? Yes. Second half, not as good, but yes. it hurts when your offense isn't doing anything. Look at what they got. Turnovers, stops on fourth down. When it was still mm -hmm. a game in the first half, mm -hmm. the defense made plays. And Tremaine Edmonds got a game ball. Tremaine He's young. Got a game ball. I know they said it represents the defense. Give the game ball to Leslie Frazier. Still yeah. young. Stop, you guys. What I, one last thing about just the, you know, as we're kind of talking about both defense and offense before the season, I talked with Warren Sharp, you know, NFL analyst. And he was one of the first guys that said like the offense. Now teams are going to adjust. They have now seen a full season of what Brian Dable and Josh Allen can do as Josh Allen has progressed into a legitimate elite passer that his, you know, it was the completion percentage went way up all of these things. And he said that they're going to have to find new ways to move the ball. And they have, but he also said that he thought the defense was going to be better this year, which was going to take some of the pressure off the offense. Whereas in 2020, it was the other way around. The defense was giving up 28, 29 points yeah. and the offense had the pressure and answered it. So I, it, it was an, uh, it was one of those things where you watch the first two weeks and you're like, wow, Warren Sharp is really smart and kind of nailed this right on the head. And again, it, that article or that video that I talked with him is still up on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel from yeah. about a month ago. But that's just one of those things where it's like, yes, the offense has underachieved Jenna. The defense has overachieved from what I thought. Yeah, no, and I agree. And I almost feel like it's it's uncharacteristic to see this Bills team blitz as much as, as, much as they have. But I almost feel like it's like, keeping them honest. You know what I mean? Like that way yeah. down the line, like people don't know as much of what to expect. And let's talk about this too. Like now you have the talent to be able to do that. Look, I agree. I think the bills were not saying like they weren't scared of Tua. We'll put it that way. But now it's not just Jerry Hughes on that defensive line. Now yeah. you have other playmakers who are stepping into their roles and you can have the ability to do that. We know the Bills have invested so much in that defensive line. It's great to see them be able to get that kind of pressure. And because you can see how balanced the defense can be when you get that pressure, because you know in the back end, in terms of the secondary and all those things, how strong that unit is as well. So just in general, I feel like it's – I wasn't expecting this defense to be this good because we've just seen these same guys – over the last couple of years and they've been a good defensive unit don't get me wrong but I didn't know what would really change them if that makes sense I, I completely agree Jenna we, we talked last year about like 
oh, continuity is great. All those things. It's like, yeah, but it's also offenses then now see the continuity. And they see what you've done. And they know what mm -hmm. Jerry Hughes has. And they know what Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. And they know what Leslie Frazier calls. Michael, that's why I was impressed by the blitzes <laughs> against Miami. Because yeah. maybe this is going to be an, an aggressive, more aggressive defense that we have seen in years past. Yeah. That's and, my point. And I, yes. And I believe it's not just – it's not like they go, we're going to be more aggressive every week. They're going to pick their spots. Now, they no. put that on tape that they will do that. So you better believe Washington will be more prepared for that than Miami was because that Correct. hasn't been. Correct. It also helps you when they got to look and go, wait a minute. You know, all of a sudden Heineke sees Poyer on the edge. is like, is he coming? It does open mm -hmm. up. Some yep. But the key to this defense is still going to be, can you get pressure with that defensive line? Yep. And I think yeah. we have seen those flashes of these guys, Rousseau, okay. Epinesa, and certainly even Mario Addison, like those guys have made plays. Zimmer making a play. Stud. I mean, you shot the game. Yeah. You, or Dan, you were down there on the field. Like they were attacking Brissette. And, you know, they got to him. And mm -hmm. Miami couldn't do anything to stop him. And Epinesa doesn't even have a sack yet. Yeah. yeah. Like, like that's the other thing, too, is that he's probably the most disrupt. He's probably been yeah. the most disruptive player on that defensive line. And he, he was asked about it. And he's like. Well, yeah, I want sacks. Like, I want <laughs> to get there. He but he's should like, have gotten a half for that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're making, maybe they would change that stat at some point. And by the way, I do want it on the record here. I believe in our whole time doing Buffalo Plus, that was our first cojones mention. <laughs> yes. So, Dan. Dan, Dan yes, it was. What's Jeff. the date? <laughs> Mark it. Time right down. Oh, actually, speaking of the date, um, it's been, it was our birthday recently. Yeah. On the, the Buffalo Plus channel, and we are striving to get to 10k. So, and we're gonna have something special for 10k. We're working Correct. on it. So yes. when we get to 10,000, so let your friends know. A lot of you are already subscribers, and we yes. thank our friends at Connors and Ferris for being our sponsor. Mm -hmm. When we get to 10k, there's gonna be something that all of you, if you're a subscriber, are gonna be eligible for. So we're working on that. We'll let yes. you know. What a tease! Yes. As I say, yes. what, what a tease! What a tease. We have a lot of good things coming. All right, we are talking about the defense, but you mentioned Taylor Heineke. He's going to be making his first road start. Obviously, Fitz going down. I'm sad that Fitz won't be out there because obviously the history with Buffalo. But, I mean, Dan, we asked Jordan Poyer, like, it's hard because you don't have a lot of tape on yeah. Heineke, but at the same point, you know, like – he was taking classes online for Old Dominion last year at this time. Yeah, he is the absolute wild card in this game. <laughs> Heineke plays well, the football team can win. Heineke plays bad, yeah. Washington's going to lose. Like, like yeah. it, is, it is that simple. It is that clear, cut, and dry that Heineke will be the deciding factor of who comes out in the win here. And that's just wild to me that this is a guy that has last year got a couple starts, had a playoff start, yeah. uh, took Tampa, Tampa Bay to, to, to the brink, but it was a home game. He's had two home starts. Uh, well, a start and then played you know most of the, the yeah. first week too. So he's going to now go into a very hostile environment. We talked with Scott Abraham, a sports reporter in the D.C. area, just about what to expect. And, and I, I almost think that Heineke doesn't care. Like he's going to come in with zero care in the world because he's playing with house money. As you said, Jenna, was online classes, was an XFL backup. Yeah. Um, just kind of a wild story, but it's funny. Cause I, I think he plays a lot like Fitz. 
I, I just don't think that there's there's not a throw that he doesn't think he can make. Mm-hmm. And he has – And I, the only other time I've ever thought that was that when the Bills played Duck Hodges back in 2019. And I was oh, like – Oh, wow. And I go – I remember going into that game, and the Bills, I believe, were underdogs. And I said, like, there's no reason that Duck Hodges should ever be a favorite. Like, like, like But Duck Hodges – thinks that Duck Hodges can make every single throw. And he just yeah. couldn't. He just yeah. wasn't good yeah. enough and yeah. was picked off four times in that game. Taylor Heineke's kind of got that same moxie yeah. that, that, that well, of, of that. He's not going to shy away from Trey White. He's not going to shy away from taking shots down the field. And the Bills just have to be ready for that Taylor Heineke yeah. to empty the clip of all these chances because he's going to take shots. Yeah, I think he is, too. He's got a local connection, Western New York. He played for Ron Whitcomb uh, at Old Dominion, who was passing game coordinator. He's a former East Rochester football player and a a Section 5 star who's been there. And uh, he, you know, obviously, you know, he is the shining star for Old Dominion football. I mean, like it's one of those programs. But I don't I do think that in an early stage, you he has not been a guy that's imploded for Washington. Yeah. Like he has not had that. He hasn't been the huge turnover guy. And I'll tell you what, you look back to the playoffs last year, he gave Tampa, you know, he, he had mm-hmm. to play in that game. He gave Tampa more of a battle, I think, than, you know, uh, than people certainly would have thought in that game. They were right in that game in the fourth yeah. quarter, but he's played, like you said, he's played home games. Now it's against the Bills, and nothing puts pressure on a quarterback like being down in a game you've talked about a lot Dan you want to pressure the quarterback be up 14 to nothing and just attack which is what happened Sunday against Brissett and certainly you know for the second half of that game against Miami so Mm -hmm. it'll be fun to see how this guy does uh because he does have talent I mean there is some players around him Mm -hmm. uh like McLaren like uh former Bills tight end Logan Thomas Yeah. Yeah, So there's guys to watch out for in that Washington offense. This reminds me of like what my mom says to me, like, you don't know what you don't know. And like, you don't know, like Tyler, Taylor, Taylor. I always want to call him Tyler. Taylor, I don't know why why. he does not look like a Taylor to me. Um, But like he, you don't know what you don't know. So he goes into this. I mean, I, I would have my confidence being really high as well. Again, like you said, Dan, you're playing with house money. Like all of these things that you you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what that environment's going to be like on the road. We know what the environment's yeah. going to be like for him on the road. Yeah. Ignorance um, is bliss in this situation. Yeah. He, just yeah. has, he, he has no idea. Yeah. Jenna, for full disclosure, when's the last time Val said that to you? Oh, she, Val says that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Especially to me. You got to get her on the pod. <laughs> my mom she'll probably yeah. text me on tuesday and let me know the score of the bills game from sunday <laughs> <laughs> she'll always let me know the score of the game even yeah. when i've been at i was at the game <laughs> yeah and on the sidelines <laughs> on the sidelines <laughs> yes she's she's a peach um yeah. But no, I, I don't know. Like moxie is the perfect word, I think, Dan. Yeah. And also, I mean, we talked to Scott Abraham, the sports director down in D.C., and it was a little – like he has the team behind him. Like he's yeah. got the swagger, and that's what he talked about. Like being – start like taking over for Fitz. The players, the guys in that room believe in him. And yeah. I think that's also a huge part of it as well. Yeah, he's got a, a really good running back too and Antonio Gibson and probably fantasy yeah. owners know more about Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin than – 
the, the, the regular Bills fan just because, one, they're in the NFC beast. We don't pay a whole lot of attention to that and, and just some of those things. But Gibson's only going to be as successful as Heineke can move the ball down the field, and McLaurin's right. only as good as Heineke can get the ball to him in space. Like, like that's why I go back to, like, this is probably – Last year, they were probably, besides Tampa Bay, the best front seven defensively in the NFL. I mean, that front four is just so good, so mm-hmm. dominant with Chase Young and, 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 the, and that that core. Yeah. But they're all going to feed off of Heineke. And like I said, Heineke turns the ball over a couple times, Mike. Like, then all of a sudden, they're like, going yeah. back out there again to face Josh Allen again. Like, like that, yeah. that's it. You're right. Uh, I, they have Montez Sweat, too. They've got talent. Yeah. They just have not performed the way they hoped they would perform, and they haven't done that. And I'll say this about McLaren. I said, that guy has played with average to poor quarterbacks. You know, Alex Smith is a great story, but he was a pretty mediocre quarterback coming back. It was just amazing that he made it back. And Fitz, and now with this, and that guy continues to make catches. He'll He'll catch in space. He'll catch when he's covered. He's a really good football player. And They've got that talent. And, you know, Ron Rivera is the coach. He's a solid. Again, this team, for an unstable organization, it's a very solid, decent football team. It's yeah. like it's like a 2019 beginning, more like a 2017 Bills team, right? Mm-hmm. It's got enough to be in That's over and, and it's overachieved a little bit? Overachieving a little bit. Okay. So, I mean, again. You go play poorly, you'll lose to Washington. Yeah, like, yeah. This is not the Texans the next week. Washington yeah. can play. Frisky. Great. That's frisky. Yeah. Frisky. Frisky. Yeah. Well, well, this is this is the something's got to give game, guys. This is some, something's – this okay. may be the title of the pod. What is it so, like the immovable object and the unstoppable stoppable force? force. Like, yeah. like either the red – the almost said it. I stopped myself. I stopped yeah, myself. The football team's defense either gets back on track this week or Josh Allen breaks out. Because the Washington defense should be top five in the league like they were last year. They got lit up by Daniel Jones and the Giants' bad offense. So either they get right or Josh Allen gets right. One of of the sides, the Bills' offense or Washington's defense, is going to have a good game. One of them's going to not. I I don't know how else to put it. Like, somebody's going to break out. Dan, your your near mention of the – old nickname the third base ump went like this okay now when <laughs> we check started, swig it was, it was a check swig. And he went like this now when i started our our conversation with our friend in dc who covers the team it was Four. i went full on with the old yeah. name yeah um yes but um yeah they need a name right yeah they need a name. next year they'll have a name next i think year. it's Red perfect Red. though because it's like yeah they're the football team like it's like that fits them. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, they're the they are the football team in Washington. Yes. There, that is them. That's their distinguishing characteristic. Is they're the football team. Um, but no, I I agree. I think it's gonna be a great game. And like you said, Dan, I agree. It's gonna be the get right game for somebody. Somebody out there is having the get right game, Mike. I'll put it to you this way: for the Bills, um, yes, you're coming off thirty-five to nothing. But these are the kind of games at home. Obviously, the better quarterback. Uh, both teams are pretty well coached, but the Bills are better. They are better in all the phases. Even, even I think defensively, it's it's at the moment the Bills' defense is playing really well. Mm-hmm. Bills should win this game. Like this is a home game. Yeah, uh, and and you feel 
that you let down your fans in the first game. There's no right. question the Bills feel that way. So let's see them, I say, somewhat methodically win this game, look like the better team, take care of business. Um, what's the what's the spread at, Dan? Seven and a half. Hmm. Seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel like Vegas is like, what is, like we don't know what to make of the Bills? That's yeah, probably a, a little bit. Yeah, That's a fair spread, right? With Heineke, it's it's tricky. I don't know how many points or, or what he gets. Uh, also, Washington has 10 days. I, I think that also plays into some some of it. Ron Rivera, you know, really good head coach. Um, I, I think they're it, it's interesting because they're both coming, both teams are coming off wins where they can both probably say we didn't play well. Like Sean McDermott was asked after the game in Miami and was like, Hey, was this a complete victory? And he was like, Yeah, good one. Like, nice try. Like, yeah. you know, he's like, they still, we still got to be better. Um, yeah. So, and it's, I think that's where it's, it's, I think the bills were attentive to details after Pittsburgh. And I think it's so easy as a coach and a coaching staff to get your guys attention after a loss and to say, this is what you need to work on. I guess I'm a little bit concerned that you win 35 to nothing and to not be like, cause it should have been 56 to nothing. Like, yeah. like that, that, that should have been a much bigger win or yeah. a different way that you scored. Like where, Correct. where again, it's coming. It's yeah. coming. That good passing game, coming. that offense, they're too good, too talented. It's a couple of games. Your hope is that in, in hindsight, you're like, remember when Josh struggled the first couple of games and this yeah. offense didn't look good. You got to make adjustments. Okay. I think that the Bills are a relatively simple but not easy team to prepare for. And the reason I say simple is because there's three years of tape on this team. You yeah. have seen a lot of what they do on offense. They're just better than people at doing it. Now, they're going to make some adjustments, mm -hmm. but let's be honest. You know, it's Diggs. It's you know, Beasley, it's Gabe David, it's all those guys. We've seen that, and it's just a overpowered people. So when I say when they put that tape in, that consistency in some ways works against the Bills a little bit because, yeah. you yeah. know, sometimes teams will say, I guarantee you, I don't even know if McDermott said it, they're looking at Old Dominion tape of, of the quarterback because yeah. they just don't have a lot. Well, Probably. you don't need to do that with Josh Allen and Brian Dable. You see what they do. Now the yeah. question is, can you stop it? And yeah, that that'll be Let's the question. It's so true about that. Even in the Miami game, it was like things weren't going right. Like they were on offense. You're like, ah, I don't know. They're just so much more talented, though. Yeah, that they it's were. like, of like, of course they're gonna put up those. Right. You had you had the opening drive of the third quarter. Yeah. Where you were like, oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then they were the greatest thing since milk was invented. I <laughs> love that so much. So so much. Manuel Sanders. What's the other line you love? Dan. Oh, confidence. Oh, confidence is a hell of a drug. Micah yeah. Hyde, shout out 2019. Yep. Love it. All right. Dan, you will be at the game. Mike, you'll be at the game on Sunday. Yep. I'll be holding it down in studio. Also, Mike, tell them what we have coming up on Thursday night. Yeah. Thursday night, we have our Buffalo Plus show right here on YouTube. You can also, <laughs> if you want, check it out on the 13 Wham Facebook page. And it's interactive. It's us talking about the game. We've got interviews. We've got stories with players. But we also have your comments and what you think, what you're hoping to see, we'll predict the game, all that stuff. So remember, it's every Thursday, 7 o'clock, live here on YouTube. Love it. We'll have so much more coverage coming up. For Dan and Mike, I'm Jenna. We'll see you later. Please like, comment, and subscribe to the Buffalo Plus channel. We'll catch you next time.